Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. No hesitation. Nope. No, no hesitation. Finally, yeah, I took care of it. You got it. Got you it. Know finally. It. Jeez. Now I know who I am. Now if you just act like it. That'd be no, nice. No, no, no. That's that'd too be, hard. That'd be really good. That's too hard. I'm yeah. not going to do anything. So uh, we're at the cigar shop. It's Sunday afternoon. Uh, we have observed the Sabbath in the corporate worship of the church, and now we are here smoking cigars, uh, watching the Packers Lions game. Uh, Jimmy, you have like five hundred dollars on this game, don't you? Uh, no, 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 no. Seven hundred. Seven hundred. Seven hundred dollars. Uh, no, we ain't gambling. We're just uh, watching the game, and the Packers are losing. Which I don't. I don't follow football. I don't mm-hmm. follow sports. But I don't like the Packers because okay. I grew Why? up following the Bears and still okay. and like how, the Bears. Yeah, how are the Bears doing? The Bears are doing well. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the record? Uh, they lost one and they won three. Good job. Three and one. Good job, yeah, Joe. Right, so yeah. I'm actually impressed. No, I, 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 I pay attention to the Bears. No, I, I thought you were just making that up. No. Like, oh, Bears. No. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I like know, the Bears. Their quarterback's doing really well. What's his name again? I don't know the new quarterback. <laughs> no, no. But I know they got some new, like, defensive guy that's really good. Wait, what? You got some new defensive guy that's really A guy good. that's now on, a, like, defensive coordinator's new? No, no, no. The guy, he's like on the... He's on the he's on the side of the team that goes against the other team when they got the ball. He's on he's that guy. So he's on defense. He's on defense. That's what I said. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. I, I I don't know, but I know that he messed. <laughs> yes, he jacked I'm up. Just, he jacked up Aaron Rodgers. I know that he did really well. Okay. Yes. He did very mm-hmm. well. Very yeah. good. Very Madam, good. Madam Cleo. What's his name? No. No. I said <laughs> Khalil Mack. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I don't know. It sounds like Madam Cleo. <laughs> oh I'm fortune teller. All right. So uh, all right, let me know if Jimmy Graham gets a touchdown. All right. right yeah. They're, That's they're all, all, I care. all. I got fancy football. So we going got on. Travell is over here watching, and Steve is over here watching the game, and Jimmy's going to try and focus on the 1689. Yeah. While we have a, for real though, a, a if Fitzgerald's out, let me know. Tell me if you see it again. Jimmy's panicking in fantasy football. Ball because another Jimmy at the cigar mm-hmm. shop, whom he is against today, yep. told him that one of his guys is out through an injury. But it's, I can't find any report on it. So he thinks the other Jimmy's lying. Yep. All right. Nobody I gotta, cares. I got to figure it out. Nobody cares. You nerds playing your make believe football games. Make believe football games? That's what games? it is. You make make believe football. No, no. It's make. It's. Yeah. It's, oh, it's worse. It's fantasy. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> fantasy like, football. No, no. Oh, you it's, make fun of Lord of the Rings nerds, and you guys are playing fantasy first of football. All, I don't make fun of Lord of the Rings mm, nerds because yeah. I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because you're a nerd. Wait, That's why I'm you do fantasy football. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, nice. Mm. You little, wear your little princess outfit what? on that. All right. So, wait, why would you wear a princess outfit? It's a fantasy. But where, where does princess come from? Princesses are princess, we're fantasy about lore. Why are you talking yeah. about Cause it's fantasy same, lore? It's not just football. You're talking about fantasy football. Fantasy can we football. Focus, can we focus you, on 16 Because you sound dumb? No, you, you're, you the one, sound dumb. you're the one playing fantasy with your little boyfriends. That's that's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you, you win this? Uh? Didn't you win it? So you're the king of the fantasy. Well, uh, my name, my, my oh, son's name is oh, up there. Oh, yeah, so I like yeah, how you're blaming your yeah, son now. So yeah, your son, my son, princess. Yeah, is that uh, what we call yeah, Eli now? No, that's all right. Sure, <laughs> I have a picture of him wearing a princess uh, dress. Oh, it's getting so. awkward. It's getting awkward. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell the truth. <laughs> all right, so we are in uh, the 1689. We're in chapter six of the fall of man, of sin, and the punishment thereof. Mm-hmm. We are in the last paragraph, which is paragraph five. Let's do it. You want me to go ahead and read it, or do you want to read? You it? You can try. Then go ahead. Never mind. No, I want to see you do it. We're all going to observe and no, see you how you're doing. No, you made it so awkward. No, just do it. Go. All right, here we go. go. The corruption of I nature during this life does remain in those that are regenerated. Your nature's so corrupted. And although it be through Christ pardoned and mortified. Not for you. Yet both itself and the first motions thereof are truly and properly sin. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how you read it. Oh, well, thank yeah. you for reading it, Joe. Appreciate it. So here we're talking about the uh, the reality of indwelling sin in the believer, right? That's so, right. Uh, just because a person is a Christian does not mean that they uh, now escape the the ongoing corruption of sin. You mean I'm not perfect now? You mean I can't? Your I'm hair not, is perfect. My hair which is, is perfect. a step in the right direction. I'm That's pretty really sure good. this is the most sanctified part. Your about beard me. is almost perfect, except you've got that divot in the front. No, it's I like know. A little, it's like somebody took a scoop out of it with an ice cream scoop. I know. I don't know you what know, that is. I, it's my thorn in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we we all experience this. The corruption of nature during this life, that is before the resurrection, does remain in those that are regenerated. And so, there's a lot of debate about well. You know, the scripture says we have a new nature. Do, mm-hmm. do we still have a sinful nature? You know, the dispensationalists would argue that we have two natures fighting against one another. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of the Reformed literature, they've talked about the principle of indwelling sin or the principle of sin, the flesh that remains with us, uh, that we do still clearly struggle. Uh, Paul calls himself the chief of sinners. So I don't think it's wrong to say that we are still sinners yeah. As when we are uh, believers, though our identity as Christians is so fixed in Christ that we also have to recognize ourselves as saints. Yeah. So, Joe, why is it important for us to understand this kind of uh, uh, not two nature sense, but that the, the, even though the, we are saints or we're saved, we still are sinners? Why is it important for us to to grasp that? I think if we don't, on 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 one hand, uh, we we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. If if you don't grasp this issue, you are likely to either blindly uh, think of yourself in glowing terms, right? And you'll mm-hmm. be filled with pride or you'll see the reality of this corruption and you'll despair. Because if you believe that a Christian uh, can escape the, the corruption of sin in this life, but you experience no escape from the corruption in this, in this life, you will have to conclude that you are not a believer. Mm-hmm. So it'll rob you of your assurance in a, in, in a false way. And I like that. I like that word they use it. Despair being kind of downcast, kind of this, uh, this feeling of like your self-worth is just plummeted. Now, there are some people, though, who um, don't like to hear Christians refer to themselves as sinners. Mm. And they'll point out that they, they try to make the case that you you are no longer a sinner. You, you are, are victorious you, in Christ. You're now a saint and you should consider yourself a saint. Now, these are the, the, the smart guys would say you still sin, mm-hmm. but you're not a sinner. Um, and the problem really is that, you know, Paul calls himself the chief of sinners, present tense. Yeah. When I bring that up, they usually say, well, it's just one verse. Okay. Well, it's, it's one verse that I feel like is pretty important. You know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it does. Pretty central it in, the, does, in that argument. I, I, I think so. But even if we are going to say, and I'm going to say we remain sinners, um, it's a dual reality. We are sinners and saints. Mm-hmm. Simul justus et peccator, the famous Latin yeah. phrase. Um, so I'm, I'm comfortable saying that so long as we don't lose sense of who we really are in Christ, what the hope of the gospel that we are not just sinners. We are, we are more than that. Mm-hmm. So, so go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to go ahead and start right at the beginning here about the corruption of nature during this life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important there that uh, what we're talking about is something that's happening presently. And I think that's what you're getting at when you're talking about Paul, right? You're mm-hmm. talking about Paul in the present tense that for all of us, we are still struggling in this life, but we have this hope for uh, a future glorification. Right. And Paul talks about that where? Romans, oh, Romans 7. I was going right? to say 7 and then 8 where he turns it right there, but thanks right. be to God. Yeah, right? Yeah. So we've got, uh, you know, Paul's struggle with with sin in Romans 7 mm-hmm. is um, 
is it's a brutally honest depiction of a believer struggle with skin with sin or skin. Yeah. Well, some of us well, flesh. Yeah. You know, and just skin, you mm-hmm, know, like mm-hmm. some, you know, so a lot, most guys struggle with the sin of skin. Yes. Not just uh, sin in general. Gotcha. Um, but I tried saving you. No, 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 no just, <laughs> own it. just own it. <laughs> okay. So, but some people look at Romans seven, maybe yeah. you could read part of that for us. Yeah. Let me pull um, it up. Keep going. Uh, so in Romans seven, Paul talks about his struggle with sin and there are people out there. I think Stephen Altrigi is one of those guys who wrongly, in my opinion, uh, views this as not Paul describing his struggle as a believer, but Paul describing his struggle as a non-believer. Mm. What do you think about that? Why don't you read this and then tell me what you think? Yeah, about I'm going to go ahead and start at. Uh, I was going to start at 21. Uh, so I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand for I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members, another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am who will deliver me from this body of death. And then thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. So, there we have, and, and even if you go back further, he, he says very clearly, I don't do what I want yeah. to do, Verse and 16. I do the things I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's a real struggle. So what do you think about those that would say, well, this has got to be describing Paul as a non-Christian. This, this is not the struggle that a Christian would have. No, because I think what you're talking about is that uh, it's the present the present tense, right? And because in verse 16, uh, you said 16, 17. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right. So he's saying, I have the desire. I right. want to do it, but not the ability to carry it out. And I think that's the corruption of the nature completely. Right. So I agree. I, I think the, the way that he talks in the present tense throughout this whole thing indicates that it would be a weird way of explaining it. Plus, um, yeah, I, that's, that, that is not the heart and the struggle of a non-believer. Oh yeah. Right. Like, point. you know, like even, even when a believer is being convicted by the spirit and being drawn to Christ in the process pre-conversion, um, this is still beyond that. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, he is delighting in God and, and mourning his own sin. Yeah. So I, I have a, I have a hard time with that position. Cause what you're, what you're saying is those that, uh, uh, pre-regeneration are delighting in their sin and not seeking yeah. after God. Right. And, and and at best, at best, they're struggling with the fear of condemnation, yeah. not with the reality of corruption yeah. as much. Right. So, yeah, I don't I don't buy that. I think that that is a, a real struggle that we all go through. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but I have to say it a lot to myself and to others. Um, in fact, OK, I was talking to this guy recently, really struggling with, a, with sin mm-hmm. and it's it's a sin that has a lot of implications and uh, it, devastating implications potentially for his life. And he wants to get victory over this particular sin. He okay. wants to re- walk in repentance. He wants to walk in God. This guy's a brother. So, um, and it's so painful to him. And I, I told him, I said, listen, you're going to struggle. You're going to wrestle with this sin yeah. for the rest of your life. You're going to be tempted for the rest of your life. I don't think you're going to escape the temptation. However, it is possible that you can gain victory over the presence of this sin in your life. And if that happens, uh, this sin and the way it grieves you will be replaced by another sin that grieves you just as much. Mm-hmm. In fact, the, the, the godlier you become, uh, the, the closer you get to Jesus – 
The older you get in the faith, the more mature your faith, the more painful your present sins become. It's not like it gets easier to deal with your mm-hmm. sin on the level of regret and mourning. Mm-hmm. It gets more intense the older we get, even oh. if we're gaining mastery over specific sins. And I think it's because, uh, I guess, the holier we are getting, right? Like, Yeah, it, tell us, Jimmy, what's yeah, it like to be holy? I, I don't know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> as you're, as you're, uh, the more you know Christ, the more you see your sin. And so you might mm-hmm. be dealing with these surface-level sins at the first but over time, you're going to keep going deeper and deeper right, right. and deeper and deeper and deeper. And I mean, just like it says in First John 1, 8, right? If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and mm. the truth is not in us. Yeah. So this idea that that once we're done with one sin, we've we've completed it, our journey has ended is is false. Right. It's just another sin, another sin, another sin that we have to keep dealing with and dealing with and dealing with. Right. It's like Luther said in the in the first of his 95 theses, right? Mm -hmm. That when Jesus commands us to repent, he meant that the whole life would be one of repentance. There is no day in which we won't need to repent. Mm -hmm. There will be no hour in which we don't need to be walking in repentance for the sin that remains in our lives, whether they are uh, impulses, thoughts, um, delights, or actions and words. Mm -hmm. It's all present. So it's going to have to be something that is an ongoing reality. Now it says, um, though this corruption of nature through Christ is pardoned and mortified, right? So it's being put to death. Yep. It's yep. dying. It's losing. Yet both itself and the first motions thereof are truly and properly sin. So just to be very, very clear, you cannot live a life before the resurrection without sin. Yeah. That's what the confession says. That's what First John says. That's what scripture says throughout, right? Mm-hmm. There is There is no hope of being without sin. So what is... What should our outlook be, Jimmy, when we're – I guess I'm, let me ask it this way. I'll, I'll, I'll pose the problem and I'll ask you to solve it. Okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. So in a lot of Calvinistic contexts, there is this defeatism okay. that is true among Christians who look at themselves and they believe in total depravity as far mm-hmm. as they understand it. And they go, well, you know, I can't do anything. There will never be a day when I don't sin. So I'll never gain be victorious. I'll never be godly. So don't worry about it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do my thing. Yeah, frozen chosen. Yeah, just like yeah, you know, not gonna I'm not gonna try because I can't be perfect. So what's the point? What do you say to a person like that? Well, I mean, I, I, scripture. I'm trying to think of the exact word it says, but uh, I mean, we're called to be perfect as our heavenly Father is perfect, right? So even though we're we're not perfect now, we're still called to repentance, to continual repentance and sanctification, to be growing. Uh, in holiness with our God. And so I, I would say, yeah, there's some truth there, right? There's some truth. Uh, you can't do it, but Christ has done it, and it won't be fully realized until glory. But that doesn't mean be lazy now. That still... Uh, uh, he who began a good work in you will see it through to completion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's still this active, I, I, I hate using that word because I can now hear people saying, um, you know, yeah. I got your back. You go ahead and say okay. it. Okay. <laughs> this active, like, uh, active repentance, this active uh, movement of uh of growing in our faith. Right. No, I, I know you're to, afraid to say, to, you you're, know I'm afraid yeah, of. you're uncomfortable of saying that, um, that we play a role in our sanctification. Correct. But we do. Yeah. And but you will take it to that yeah, degree of saying, like, oh, look, so now here you are. Okay. So sanctification, let's all be technical. All right. All right sanctification is a work of the Holy spirit through the ministry of the word. Mm-hmm. All right. Sanctification is God's work. Yet we are responsible to act. And we play a role in this. That's right. It's different from justification. Right. Where that is only the work of the spirit and, and, uh, the spirit of God working in the heart of man. Right. 
Well, yeah, it, 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 regeneration, regeneration. Yeah, yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah, okay. I knew you were going. talking about regeneration, and and then even justification, right? That's a one-way declaration. But sanctification is this process that God takes us through, in which we are active, mortifying sin, killing mm-hmm. sin. First uh, Thessalonians, I think it's four four. Um, this is the will of God: your sanctification, that is, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. So do this. Yeah. It is sanctification. It is to do that. And I think that you know we. I think we lose, we give up hope and we think like, oh, well, you know, I can't be perfect. So what's the point? Because it's easier. You know, godliness is hard and killing sin is hard. You know, today I was preaching on greed and it's uncomfortable to preach on greed and covetousness as an American. Well, yeah. just as Joe Thorne, it's, it's uncomfortable because I struggle with greed and covetousness. And I like to think that I don't. I like to think that I'm okay. But when I start digging deep into it, I realize yeah. like, no, that's there. And so- do I, do I just give up and, and say like, oh, well, I'm never going to, I can't ever really be content then. I can't be perfectly content. And the truth is I can't be perfectly content mm-hmm. consistently all the days of my life, but my contentment can be real, just not perfect. There's a difference. Like, right. You're God, you can have real godliness, yeah. just not perfect godliness. You get about You get about a taste of it now. Right. And I, I, I want, I want, I want a big sample. Yeah. You know, I don't want a little, I don't want a Baskin Robbins little, little sample. I don't want to taste like that. I want I want like a. Is Baskin Robbins still around? Oh, that's a thing. Is it yeah. a thing? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Baskin. They got thirty-one flavors. Oh. Little, little pink spoons. You get a little I, taste. I haven't seen them in. Yeah. Oh, I know because you only eat at Godiva. That's what you do. <laughs> you and your little fantasy princess teams. You go to Godiva for your fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> right before our lair. So if our it, LARP, what is it? Live LARP. action LARP. LARPing before we go LARPing. <laughs> Actually, isn't football the LARPing of fantasy football? You know, I don't want to talk about this. I think this. that's what that is. They're LARPing right now. You're fantasy They're LARPing. football. Hey, thanks, guys. <laughs> Here they go. He's gonna, Packers are going to miss another field goal. Well, the Packers aren't. Uh... Yeah, they got the ball. No, no. Actually, yeah, they got the ball. No, no. Yeah. The Lions have the ball. No, They're they punting. don't. The Lions are The punting. Lions are in yellow. The Lions are, the Lions are oh in yellow. Gosh. And now they, just... now they quit. Now they quit. They quit. It's called, it's a flag. Right. Oh. <laughs> what is it? It's flag time? What does that mean? What's flag time? <laughs> wow, Joe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but this, all this, I know this, this, is called, this is called sports ball. Those Wisconsin boys are big. Those are some. They have a lot of big boys over there. Well, that, that's the coach. He's not playing. No, but he can play, right? <laughs> he can. They can tap him in. All right, continue. Oh. Um, all right. So in in light of the reality that um, sin is present with us, that there is no escaping it in this life, um, we've talked about it's our responsibility then to repent. What about toward one another? Like sin is a reality in my life. So mm-hmm. not only do I have a responsibility to deal with it, but as my brother, you have a responsibility to help me with my struggle. I have a responsibility to help you with your struggle. Yep. What does that look like? Well, I think that looks like, uh, I think looks like what or it, community is what it looks like, right? Ah, I what, knew you'd go there. Yeah. I mean, what it looks like is, is, uh, gathering together. Uh, and I think this is, I mean, you, you see this, I mean, the, the pastor does this, I think, as he's expounding upon scripture, right? Uh, on a Sunday morning. Brilliantly. Uh, <laughs> some, some more than others. Uh, but I'm talking about outside of that, though. You've got Bible studies, community groups, you've got discipleship groups, you've got men's study, women's study, you've got uh, prayer meetings, you've got what you have coffee times, you've got just relationships, people that you get to know. Right. And I mean, I know we hate the phrase, but you, people you're don't, doing life with. Uh, yeah, that's right. People you are doing. Don't do life, life with, with people. Yes, you could do don't life love with on people either. Yeah, yeah. And then you love on them. No, don't do and that. And so that's that's the place where because these are the people that know you. Right. These are the people that that see your sin are, are more uh, uh, able to see it sometimes better than you can 
because they they witness uh, how you interact and how you respond um, to adversity or, or right. whatever's coming your way. And so, you know, I love those opportunities. Well, I shouldn't say I love them. I'm thankful uh, right. when other uh, brothers will speak into my life and say, hey, hey, man, I, I'm, you reacted yeah. in this way. Yeah, you were a jerk face. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you're a baby. And yes, yes. Yeah. Sometimes I'm a baby. But usually when you're being a baby, I'm being a jerk. Uh, That's usually what's happening. You know, I'm not going to call you out. Now's not the time, but we'll discuss that after okay, this. Okay, good. Uh, okay, is that way we got two more witnesses here? two oh, more great. witnesses so we can take care of this. So yeah, you should be able to. There should be this... Um, I'm trying to think, like, it, it, what's that word? Is it is it respect? There should be this, like, uh, uh, permission, I guess. Yeah. Permission to be able to speak into another brother's life, especially if you're close with them uh, and uh, you know that they love you, they care for you, and that they're looking out for your best interest. So you're saying it's possible, though, to go to corporate worship and to even go to a community group and not have what you're talking about because you've got to have the relationships there that grant the permission, oh, yeah. that have the vulnerability. I absolutely think so because if, if you uh, attend these groups, and I've been guilty of this, where it's just more of a passive attendance, yeah. right? Where you're just kind of there, you might go through the study, but you never really uh, become vulnerable. Right. And I'm not saying you got to share everything with everyone. That's, that's not what I'm getting at. Um, but there should be uh, opportunities or spaces uh, just individuals that you do feel right uh, safe right like I can share like there should be some people that you could share everything with yes right like I feel like like you, they're toothpaste like, okay, okay. like you know yeah. you should be able to share your toothpaste with everybody and not okay. be nobody mad. knows what you're talking about yeah, exactly. they don't care but I'm just All saying right. Joe you gotta quit it I will, I will share my toothpaste with people when they learn how to squeeze the tube <laughs> I'm <Okay>? just saying <laughs> so, so um, I would say this if um, if you're not in a relationship with other believers who know you well, yeah. where you could be transparent and really be honest, and then uh, give them permission to actually speak into um, their lives, into your life, then you're not going to be able to adequately deal with your sin. Yeah, right. Because I I need encouragement, I need rebuke, I need correction, I need advice, and I need people to model better behavior for me. Yeah. So I think like we have that relationship where we can be totally honest, right? And I think we have that with a few different people where yeah. we can just totally be honest and let people know what yeah, we're Pastor struggling Pat, with. Pastor Brian, uh, Steve. Steve Rounds and Travel McCoy. Yeah, that's yeah, the, whatever the, their names yeah, are. Whichever they are. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, listen, um, Jimmy, if people want to jump in on this discussion about uh, sin and its presence in our lives and how we deal with it in our lives, what are some ways that they can jump in on it? Yeah, they can follow us online and Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctor and Devotion. You can head on the website, DrVotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, <laughs> JoeFoStore.com and Libby, grab some. Libby here. just walked in and they're all like. <laughs> Silently screaming because the Packers finally kicked a field goal. <laughs> yeah, they finally did. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. And video stop, content. Hey, stop putting up pictures of me saying caption this. Cap- Come on, that's a good like, one. There's oh, like 300 responses to that thing. One. And you know what? Oh, you know what? No, you had a good one. Michelle had a good one too. No, right. Right, no, my wife had a great one. Yeah, even even like. Like sweet ladies at the church were getting I'm on it. I'm always giving glory to God. Finally, one of three. <laughs> well, only God could make that happen. That's why he's praising God over there. He's talking about the the kicker man. The kicker, the field man? kicker, the field kicker. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what it's called. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content when available later.